0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 93. We're up to. I'm Steve Burnham and joined today by Letty and Andy. Hello, guys. Howdy, Hi Steve. Steve. Um, now, the census recently closed, and I I was a good little boy and did my thing. Uh, there was an interesting question in there. I forget it exactly, but it was something like um, Did you commute to your job or did you work from home? It was something like that. Letty, you know more about it than me. It's an interesting, perhaps a telling question for them to ask though.
2: Yeah, very much so. So as we all know, part of the reason for the census is to help the government to plan things like public transport and roads. And so they, they do want to know whether people are commuting to work and how they're doing so. Now, in the 2011 census, almost half a million Australians responded that they had worked from home on census day. Now, it's still too early to get the 2016 census results, but we'd be expecting an even higher number from that. Mm. It's,
0: yeah. a, it's a trend, isn't it? Yeah, it is a trend indeed, Steve. Um, there's a lot of people working from home these days, they might even set up businesses. The way that we work is quite mobile, yep. um, particularly with people with, with, um, with families these days. Um, you know, employers are a little bit more lenient in terms of, you know, giving people more uh, flexible hours in terms of how they want to work. And mm. so some people may choose to set up their own home office and, and work from home or others might, you know, operate a, a business. I've got a friend who's in IT and he works exclusively from home.
2: Yes, and I was about to say also that another large category of people who would prefer to work from home are those who are contracting with perhaps overseas employers Mm -hmm. because you can just do your work at home in Australia and then send it off by email.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but, of course, the the question arises, and since we're a tax podcast, the question is about assessable income. So if you're earning that assessable income sometimes from home, there must be some kind of
0: deductions, et cetera, naturally that can be claimed. That's right, Stephen. That's that's where half the battle is uh, sometimes trying to work out what you, you can or can't claim as we did in the past. We did a podcast a couple of uh, podcasts ago that's about right. some of the things that, you know, people get wrong or people can't claim. And yep. one of the things that people do um, ca- can get wrong is, you know, particularly claiming expenses when it comes to home office deductions. So um, perhaps Letty can do a quick rundown as to sort of what are the main categories and what are some of the expenses we need to think about?
2: Sure. Now, even going beyond that a little bit, a lot of our regular listeners and readers of our products will be aware that the ATO has been cracking down on work-related expenses in the past few years and we don't see that letting up for the 2016 tax returns. And one big, massive area of confusion for many taxpayers and even tax agents, as, as we all know, is whether or not certain expenses are deductible when you do work from home and the answer really depends on whether when you work from home are you working from what is called a place of business or is it merely what is called a private study? In other words do you have an area of your home that is set aside exclusively to do your work or to operate your business or are you merely working from home for convenience on your kitchen table or in your Living room.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, so one of the things, Steve, for example, place of business would you know, the classic example would be your your doctor's surgery. Oh, so like- you know, the doctor might put you know aside a space in there. Their home, and uh, just for their patients to come. The other one, lady, I, I think you've come to see quite often is isn't it your, one of your tailors or somebody like that? You might. Oh, she what? has. She has a garage. Yes, my my
2: per, uh, lady to who I go to for tailoring services actually has a converted garage where she has set up a workshop with all her sewing machines and mannequins and so forth. So that would clearly be a place of business for her. Yeah. yeah. Another industry that has a lot of these sorts of home-based businesses are beauticians, people mm. who may do massages or facials or makeup and hair services, oh, yeah. very often set aside a spare bedroom, exclusively devoted to servicing their clients. That was like that,
1: that, that awful incident the other week with that uh, knife-wielding maniac. Uh, sure. The place that the guy ran into
0: was a, a beautician, I think, with hairdresser's right. or yes. in, in someone's garage. That's right, yeah. So uh, I guess the other, the flip side of it... Uh, Lydia and Steve, is that um, you, some people can also have a home office. So mm. a space that they might put aside at home just so that, you know, for example, you can, uh, you know, teachers might take stuff home just to, to correct, do some marking and stuff like that, particularly over the weekend. Or yeah. uh,
2: well, us accountants, you know, if exactly. you run out of time between 9, and, 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., <laughs> we may very well take our tax returns home f- to finish for our clients. Right,
1: right. But you can do this all that stuff I mean, on your laptop
0: in the lounge room, I suppose. That's right.
2: Or the kitchen table while yeah. the family's milling around eating the dessert. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that distinction between um, a place of business and uh, a home office becomes quite important when it comes to claiming deductions. Um, oh, right. Yeah, and the, the, the ATO sort of categorises this, um, you know, in loose terms as, either, you know, you can claim either occupancy expenses, so mm-hmm. expenses in relation to, to the house, like your rates and, you know, interests on your home. Or alternatively, uh, the other category that they look at are running costs. So things such as your telephone expenses, your utilities, so your electricity, your gas, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Now we can just, as complex as this is, we can lay out a few very broad rules of thumb here. So where you have a home office that is considered to be a place of business, in other words, you have your doctor's surgery or your teaching's room or something. Or something. yes, that's right, yep. where, where it is dedicated solely to the operation of your business, yep. then you are allowed to deduct both occupancy expenses and running expenses. Okay, cool. However, if you're merely finishing off a bit of work at night after dinner in front of the TV, you can only take deductions for running expenses and the tax office basically allows you to take deductions to the extent that you wouldn't have incur those expenses if it wasn't for the fact you were doing the extra work. Oh, yeah. However, you would not be able to take any deductions for occupancy costs, such as as Andy was saying, mortgage interest or council rates or anything like that, oh, right. because you would have incurred them no You would have been using the
0: kitchen table yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So I've got a good question for you now, Liddy. Um, I've got um some electricity, some telephone bills. It's all too hard, sort of working out. You know, particularly. When or to I, divide the to divide To so apportion okay. some of those expenses. Yeah. Because you've got to think that, you know, particularly if I'm running, if I've got a home office, I won't be using the home all the time. I might have to apportion some of those costs. So, lady, what's the best way for me to claim some of those? Deductions? Great. Well,
2: we hear a lot that a lot of these issues can be all too hard. Hmm. And you're absolutely right. When you do any work from home, whether it is a place of business or just in front of the TV in the lounge room, you do have to apportion the expenses according to what percentage is actually used for work purposes. Now, the easy way with run, running expenses anyway, the easy way instead of going through every light bulb and thinking through <laughs> every, every every time you switch on the air conditioner, what percentage is used for your work? Yep. your the ATO allows you to apply a straight forty-five cents per Hour deduction in ah. relation to all running expenses. So it's one in all in. So if you choose the easier method, which is the forty-five cents an hour, then that's going to incorporate all your running costs, such as your electricity and your air conditioning and your heating and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You
1: mean so so so? Say you take a few bit of work home to work on. So you look at the clock. You say okay, yes. and then you time how much you are doing work. Then look at the clock again, and that time you proportion forty-five cents. Per that's hour. right. So
2: if you if you do. Let's just say it's three hours per week yep. for eight weeks. Three times eight is 24. Then you would do 24 hours times 45 cents.
0: Okay. Yeah, right. so not the, the biggest deduction you can possibly get. No, you, no, but, but something. But, <laughs> but still it, something, yeah. yeah.
2: But it may it may be worth doing it that way rather than spending hours upon hours upon hours trying to portion the time and the cost for every light bulb that you might have yeah. yeah. yeah
0: How long <laughs> the air was
1: on.
2: That's know. right.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things and I think there was a recent AAT case called Ogden that, you know, sort of looked at, um, you know, the taxpayer in that particular decision re- was required to look at each... Particular type of expense, you can't apply just a percentage across all your, oh yeah, all your relevant expenses. It's necessary for you for you to look at each type of expense that you've incurred, whether it be telephone or, or you know utilities, etc. Yep. Yes, and
2: that's why it is so difficult to do if you don't choose the forty-five cents per hour road, Really, mm, because mm. you do have to look at every type of expense in isolation. You can't just say, well. I spend 10% of my time at home doing work, so I'll just apply 10% to everything. You no. can't do it that okay. way. You have to look at every expense on their own merit and yeah. work out the calculations that way. And that's where that taxpayer fell short. Oh, he he basically just picked a number out of somewhere and yep. applied it to absolutely everything as a flat rate. Oh, okay. If you want to go down the road of using a flat rate, just use the 45 cents an hour and make your own life a lot easier.
1: Okay. He was probably, maybe he was thinking of the capital gains thing where you divide a proportion of your residence. Possibly. That's right. Now, now
2: with occupancy costs, though, you can't use this $0.45 getaway. Okay. You do have to have a look at the appropriate proportion. Now, there's no set rule, either in legislation or in ATO rulings. There's no set answer for how you do it, but the most common would be by floor space. So in the case of my tailor, if her garage, her converted garage is 10% of her whole entire land and buildings, that's right. So 10% of her interest on her mortgage would be deductible, for example. Another thing, though, is you also have to look at apportioning by time. So even though that area is set aside exclusively for business use, if there is a proportion of the year that it was for private use, for example, if the beautician doesn't work for two months of the year during Christmas holidays and converts that into a spare room for her nieces and nephews to come and visit... Then you have to apportion by time as well.
0: Okay, yeah, so so you know you really need to look at it on a, on a reasonable basis. The ATO yeah. always uses the word yes, reasonable basis, right. and yeah. but how you do that's you know, really subject mm. to you know sort of the taxpayers' uh, individual mm. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
2: Andy, something that's very common these days, and for which we don't have an answer, is is if we don't use the forty five cent an hour rule, how do we deal with bundled expenses? You know, uh. your tel- your telephone, <laughs> Foxtel, oh, yes, and course. internet bundles. Yeah. How, you stay an answer
0: um, the ato has provided some um, some general information on this so on its website it's actually provided some good good information there and um, some of that information includes well in some instances particularly with the bundling it's 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 not very practical some of their uh, guidance but with some of the the bundling what you need to do is actually to apportion the relevant costs across all the different services that you've Really? Obtained from them, yeah. It's a really cumbersome way of, of doing it. So, and and so, you know, so probably the the other way that you could, possibly, um, do it is you might rely on the forty five cents because that could, you know, that mm. potentially could be the best way. Oh yeah. To to do it, but I'm um, just looking at some of you know the ways that the ATO suggests here. So you can apportion based on the supplies breakdown of the relative cost of the bundled components. Cool an apportionment based on the relative cost of the bundled components as if they were purchased separately from the same supplier." (laughs) Or if there is no breakdown available, then an apportionment based on information obtained from a comparable supplier.
2: Well, to play devil's advocate, it it is quite hard Mm. for the ATO to give Mm. good guidance because when you look at those sorts of plans, the providers don't actually make it very easy to understand the plans, to be totally honest. So if the plan was simple and it just said if you buy your internet and phone with us, we'll give you a 20% discount, for example, then maybe you can just take the normal costs and minus 20% from each service and then apportion it accordingly. But if it's the kind of complicated thing where it's, you, you sign up with us for internet and we'll give you six months of Foxtel for free, which is usually a private expense, and then we'll give you a discounted wait for five months for the fixed line yeah, or something yep. like that, then that's that's where you're going to find it a lot harder. That's where you may scratch your head and say, how about 45 cents an hour to cover everything? Yeah, no, <laughs> just,
1: let's just leave it at that. Yes. Well, look, um, if, if listeners have, to have any ideas on this area, please write into us, email us in some ideas, and we'll um, see what we can do with that. But, yeah. uh, It's all very fascinating, as I keep saying. But it is every time I come back each week. There's something else to talk about that uh, is riveting. And the time Uh, seems to fly when we talk about these. It does. There's not enough time. But uh, let in, Andy. Let's leave it at that. Thanks very much again. And listeners, we'll be back with you next week.